Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Good morning, Sam. It's Friday morning. The weekend approacheth. Sure is. And, of course, it's Wembley weekend for me. Mm. I'm going to... Wait. You said a, oh, yeah, I, is this that weekend? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise. Sorry, it crept up on me, mate. I was going to say, you mate. get used to it. Mm, whatever. You fucking League yeah, One shit. Wembley, who cares? Yeah. That's incredible. I know. That really is sensational news for you. Can't wait. So um, what? So your so what are your plans for the big day? Going down Saturday, gonna do uh, yeah. a Wembley tour because you can do the Wembley yeah. tour thing. We're gonna funny about around there because uh, uh, we're staying really neat at Wembley. I'm not gonna give me exact location away because of stalkers, obviously. Yeah, uh, but we're staying fairly neat at Wembley. With that. Match on yeah. Sunday, staying over Sunday night, going back on Monday. It probably means, unfortunately, we might not get an episode out on Monday. They might have to wait till... What? Yeah, fuck you. You might have to wait till Tuesday for Monday's episode. What about results spot? Fuck him. Do okay. I want results spot if you want. No, I'm just saying, could I do it with no, him? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, all right. Go might for do it. That. I look forward to hearing it. This fucking cat. Can you see this yeah, cat? Yeah, I see your cat, yeah. Cat. Yeah, fuck, fuck off, Nelson. <laughs> <It's> very, <laughs> fucking hell. Very needy. It's fucking so needy. Yeah. Unbelievable. So, yeah, Wembley weekend for me. Um, well, that's tremendously exciting, mate. I wish you all the best. I'll be keeping an eye. I might even fucking watch it. I'll tell you what. I mean, it's, if, mo- if it's you're Mother's neutral, Day. I'll have to see if my mum and my wife are both up for watching Sunderland Portsmouth with me as part of the celebrations. But I'm confident they will be. Well, it's, it's half two Sunday afternoon. I think Liverpool Spurs is on afterwards on Sky. Um, as a neutral, I'd recommend it. It's going to be it's Portsmouth versus Sunderland. We're both taking 40,000 fans. So the atmosphere is going to be fantastic. And I think it'll be a good game of football. So, you know, tune in. Yeah. Can't wait, mate. Mm. Cannot wait. Exactly. I'm going to West Ham versus Everton, which is the tea time kickoff. All right. At um on Saturday. Oh well I might come along to that as well. I'll be in town. I'll bring the kid. Are you gonna try and come to that West Ham? Not really, no. Oh okay. fuck. <laughs> fuck have good money for that. Be on the telly. No. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be on telly. So that's that's me. That's my weekend. It's a bog that's standard league fixture. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, I've had some good emails and so forth this week right. and tweets. Do you remember this guy? Um, he was an AFC Wimbledon fan who gave me quite a lot of... Oh, who, who yeah. wound me up on Twitter yeah. a few weeks ago when, when West Ham got knocked out by AFC Wimbledon in the FA that's Cup. That's right, yeah. He's been in touch. Oh, is he? Is he apologising? Uh, no, no, not really. He said, Tear Sam and Andy, love the podcast. This is not a burner email. Please do not use my name. Uh-oh. Have I used his name? You've used his name. I think I did. I'll bleep it out again. Well, you you know, you get involved with people like us. And then 
and it seems very sexy and glamorous from the outside. But once you're fucking involved, you are involved, right? And bad shit might happen. Shit yep. that might upset your family. That's it. You, you, we didn't invite you. You've imposed yourself into our world, and now you're going to pay the price. He's, he writes this, Sam. You give me a right good coating in the past when I asked if we could play you every week um, during AFC Wimbledon versus West Ham. But we have since made up. Don't remember that. But fair enough, whatever. Like you, I was born in <laughs> April 75. Fucking hell. Oi, alarm bells. Has he been on your Wikipedia or something? I haven't fucking got a Wikipedia, mate. <laughs> I have. This is not the stuff. I have. This I'm is on there stu- as of well, quite recently. Well, yeah. Let me ask you something. <clears throat> On your Wikipedia page, does it say Andy Dawson also presents a podcast with Sam Delaney, brackets, born April 75? I'll have a quick look, I don't know. I fucking, because if it doesn't, then I've got no idea how this bloke fucking knows this information. Mm, That's a power player, isn't it? That's a power player. Like you, born in April 75. (laughs) Also like you, currently wearing a blue sweatshirt and sitting at the dining table in my front room. <laughs> what? <laughs> Fucking hell! Right. Uh, no, he says, like you, born in April 75, we appear to be travelling along a similar path. Hmm. One that is manifest- manifesting itself as zero tolerance for cunts. Hmm. Or should I say self-righteous millennials? Right. Listen, mate. We are not on similar paths. Don't think that we've forgotten that on your Twitter bio, you wrote something like husband, father, MD. Oh, yeah, was that him? <coughs> yeah. And then, because we rightly fucking coated you off, as you put it, you then took the MD off. because you. Yeah. <laughs> so don't compare me and you, because I would never write MD on my Twitter bio. And that's not just because I'm not an MD and never will be. It's because it's silly. Um, I also don't have... I, this isn't an anti-millennial thing. He's, he's building up to talking about... A lot of people responded to my experience with the publisher last week, yeah. you know, at that with the receptionist who, who was... Um, a cunt. Who we ended, ended up thinking he might have been a cunt or he might have been spectrumy. We don't know. Lots of people thought that this was like an opportunity to start a dog pile on millennials in general. <laughs> I don't know if I've said this before. I think I have. But I haven't got a problem with millennials per se. In fact, I really admire them. Yeah. I love I love the fact that they're so woke, right? Mm-hmm. I think we've got a lot to learn from them. And I would say overall, their generation is better than us. They're nice people. I feel sorry so for them because they can't buy a house as well. Correct. So there's a lot of sympathy for them, but also respect. I don't, I'm not one of these old cunts going, I mean, I am an old cunt, mm. but I'm not one of the subspecies of old cunts. He goes around going, oh, fucking millennials with their fucking avocados and transgenderism. I'm like, fucking good luck to yeah. them. Anyway, it's just that this particular millennial was the cunt. Yeah. He writes, I work in creative media industries. MD. I'm the MD of a creative media industry company. And one of my clients is an American company. Don't don't even get what that means. He's written a clue as to who they are. We we don't give a fuck. Yesterday, I was introduced via email. Nice to e-meet you, he writes. Cuntishness. Yeah, he's right about that. That is cunty, isn't it? I cannot imagine how you would respond to someone saying, Hi, Andy, nice to e-meet you. But I'll tell you this much, I wouldn't want to be in the fucking room when you got an email like that. Just shut down the email account, probably. Start again. 
I, yeah, you delete everything, yeah. smash up your computer, yeah. and just retire to your spider hole. Um, anyway, nice to e-meet you to a new project manager. I welcomed the individual and sent a meeting invitation. After not receiving a response, I emailed once again to check the email had been received, and I received the following message. Hi, Oh, bleep that out. Confirmation I received <laughs> your updated hell. invite for tomorrow. If possible, please avoid starting new email threads. Our inboxes over here are so intense, it just massively confuses what? things. What? Thanks, E. Well, now my sympathy is with this cunt. With your experience at the publishers fresh in my mind, I wanted to share this story as a form of therapy. I write this email from the reception of, uh, of the company ahead of the first meeting with the individual concerned. I think it'll end badly. You've got in my head. I'm livid with the cunt. Love you. <laughs> Ah, ah. There you go. Well, let us know. <clears throat> yeah, how, how did it go? On. Yeah, we've got, I've got an iota of sympathy for him. He's kind of ingratiated himself do, yeah. a little bit back into our good books, but not enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just quickly going um, back to my Wikipedia page, I've had a look. And, oh yeah, and uh, it does mention you. Does it mention me? It, That's it all does, I'm interested in. But it in. says that right. I regularly appeared on Talksport with you on the warm up. No mention of right. all of Top Flight Time Machine. Um, but you, well, there's a page for Sam Delaney's news thing. You're now, yeah. now currently resting TV show, but not, <laughs> not, not, not one of yourself, though. <laughs> no, I, I, there, there used to be one of me. Oh, they deleted it. And you got removed from Wikipedia. Yeah, I was removed from Wikipedia. Wow. What, what does that mean? You're a nonce. Mm, <laughs> but surely if I was a nonce. Oh, you'd be on there, wouldn't they, you? For notoriety. Yeah, they they wouldn't. They don't remove you from the internet. They put you on it more. On a pedestal, I understand it. On a cyber pedestal. Um, so you're you've actually been removed for not being interesting enough. Maybe it's that. I don't know, but I'm happy not to be on there. Well, look, two things. Someone needs to go on there because I don't think you're allowed to edit your own Wikipedia page. It's against the law. No, thing. I could edit yours. I might. You could edit- start editing yours and make it up. Andy Dawson is a writer, broadcaster. And massive nonce. Yeah, put it on if you want, and I'll just get a complaint in for you, and you get you arrested. But you could, you can, someone can add Top Flight Time Machine on there, and I'll, or some other cunt, I'm not doing it, can go on there and set up a page for you because you haven't got one. I don't want. Do not set one up for me. If you're a cunt, don't get any ideas. I don't want no, it. Do it. Get the, the, the fucking no. fucking tech MD cunt. He can do it. Oh, he probably he's the sort of cunt he would. He'd think it was funny. Yeah. Fucking once. I got some great tweets yesterday. Philip Walker, I used to work as a paper boy at my local shop, so I already had a good standing with the owner. In order to buy a drink, I would write a note from my mum that said, We have had unexpected guests. Please serve my son with a bottle of Merrydown cider and a Hamlet cigar. That <laughs> worked every time. This is because we asked you for your stories of illicit underage booze shops. Yeah. So the convenience stores or news agents or whatever it was <laughs> who would sell you booze when you were a kid. And I got a big response. That is a brilliant Bonus one. Hamlet. For, for, yeah, I'll have it. What a, you were a classy teenager, Philip Walker. <laughs> uh, a bottle of Merry Down. And I tell you what, while you're at it, chucking a cheeky Hamlet. <laughs> it's Friday, right? On a re- He also writes, on a recent trip, my mates told me about a bloke they knew who reckoned he'd fell out of his seat on the corkscrew at Orton Towers, only to land back in the same seat oh, before he hit the ground. That's good. Sounds legit. Yeah. Yeah, does. it does sound legit. Uh, right, what else have I got? Uh, we had a kebab shop 
that would do you... This is from David Cooper. We had a kebab shop that would do you fags and booze under the counter if you tipped them a cheeky wink. One day they stopped doing it and I was essentially winking at a confused boy for two minutes. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> um... Andrew, I was six on holiday in Portugal at one of those club med resorts. I was kicked in the stomach by a kids' club monitor <laughs> because I couldn't understand him when he spoke to me in French or Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andrew, with your attitude, I'm not surprised he kicked you in the stomach. Uh, I'll never forgive or forget it. First time I've ever been winded. Well, we all remember our first time. I actually do remember the first time I was winded because I wasn't aware of the phenomena of windedness. So I assumed I was dying Mm. and I spiralled into an immense panic. I fell over. I fell over down some stairs at school, primary school, and I I went downstairs on my back and then the wind all came out of me and I couldn't breathe. And I just thought, right, I'm dying. Yeah. I, th- I, I was practically crying with fear, and then all of a sudden it was better, and I looked a right cunt. I haven't been winded for ages. It doesn't happen anymore, does it? Yeah, it's sort of an 80s thing. Is it like fingering? Is it gone yeah. out of fashion? Something we could bring back. Yeah, winding and like fingering. We've tried, to, we've tried to bring fingering back, and now we're going to bring winding back. Well, <laughs> being punched in the stomach was a really 80s thing. Yeah. I and mean, if you look at 80s films, people always, the goodie in an action film... When he gets caught by the baddie, the baddie always, always gets two henchmen to hold the goodie's arms yeah. while he punches him really hard in the stomach. And the punch in the stomach was massive. It was huge. It was big box office in the 80s. And in playgrounds up and down the land, people were punching each other in the stomach all over the place. Now, doesn't happen. No. And so wind- windedness, getting winded, was all part and parcel of the stomach punch, I wonder if it's a it? millennial thing. Because the millennials are all a bit more sensitive and stuff that no one punches anyone in the stomach anymore. So there's not as much winding going on. I think they slap each other. Do you you remember... Around the face. Do you you remember first time or any time when you were hitting the ball so hard that you thought you were going to pass out? Yeah. Because I I remember remember my first one was wrestling with my brother on our our mum and dad's bed, being wrestlers, and he fucking landed with his knee right between my legs and I, I was thought oh, I was going to throw up thought I was going to pass out thought I was going to die yeah. still remember that it still happens to me now like my my son in particular will clamber all over me yeah like a climbing it's a frame thing, isn't it? I, I still get like kicked in the balls once or twice a week or if not a full kick then like one of those horrible like shave the balls just click them yeah and you think you've got away with it and then there's a delay and then about a minute later, you get the intense stabbing Dull pain. throb, yeah. When I was about six, I got a, I had a hernia in my groin. And I came downstairs naked <laughs> in my house. And my brothers all started going, oh, what the fuck is that? <laughs> it was really traumatic. I was like, what are you fucking talking about? Well, there was a lump, the, the size and shape of a fucking egg sticking out of my groin. Anyway, Did you grow I went up on some hospital. kind of hippie commune or something? What the fuck's this? I wandered well, down I was, naked I with, a a, kid. with a hernia sticking out. I was a fucking kid. I would just walk around naked sometimes. I, I think I was six. Maybe I was younger. But I think it's all right. Anyway, I went to hospital. I had a hernia. It was awful. I had to have an operation for them to, I don't know what they did, untwist it or cut it out or something. That was really horrible as well. And um, But then I have really lived off the fact that I'd had this groin in like operation for quite a long time. <laughs> right. So when everyone got into kicking each other in the balls, which became a big thing in the playground, I would go, Oi, 
Can't kick me in the balls, right? Because I've had an operation yeah. there. And if you kick it, it'll split the scar open it'll, and I could it'll die. Be murder. Yeah. And one day, a mate of mine put it to the test. <laughs> we were having a fight. Someone held me back. And he, I could see him gearing back for a right good kick in the nuts. And I went, don't you fucking dare. And he fucking kicked me full on in the balls. And I was on the floor, but I was like reprimanded. He like, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to kick me in the balls. You know that's off limits. <laughs> <laughs> I think that. But, I think that should be a new category then: unexpected and traumatic testicle injuries. Uh, <laughs> because it's the kind of thing you know. I me- we mentioned that we, we've done talk sport before. They wouldn't let us do that on talk sport, but we can do it here. Unexpected testicles. Yeah. Of course, my balls hadn't dropped, as has been well documented on previous episodes. It got to the age of eleven before it was discovered that I had had one undescended testicle. You'll remember (laughs) I passed out, pissed myself and had an epileptic fit during my coffin drop. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, what Andrew, the tweeter who got kicked in the stomach at Club Med, was getting in response to was me talking about being punched by one of the supervisors at Camp Beaumont. Yeah. And so we were asking, so he's just taking it upon himself to say, yeah, you're not the only one, mate. I got kicked by a supervisor at Club Med. Uh, Stephen Fields said, we had a Polish shopkeeper who would sell us bottles of vodka at six in the morning after a club. He'd be getting the papers out. And our code was, we have been invited to a family christening and need to purchase a gift. Can we have a litre of absolute, please? (laughs) (laughs) He never let us down. (laughs) Great. Um, As a 14-year-old, I umdenard a bit too long whilst choosing which sweets to buy. And I got accused of nicking stuff. This is from Chris Frayne. Pockets were emptied to prove my innocence and they were so embarrassed that they let me buy the odd four-pack every now and again if the shop was empty <laughs> by means of an apology. That's amazing. He felt, he felt like he had something over them yeah. from then on. They felt so bad for accusing him of nicking. They said, sorry about that, mate. i tell you what, right? In future, if there's no one about, we'll, sell, we'll give you alcohol. <laughs> That'll make up for all this, won't it? Jalapeño. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Jalapeño. Right, let's do some um, predicting. Because uh, you, you, at the start of this episode, you went in early on the emails and stuff. And I think that you've been avoiding the prediction update because it's starting to fall apart for you. Is that right? Bullshit. All right, and here's the results from the last bunch of matches we predicted. Uh, result spot, zero points. He remains on 97. You, Sam, scored three points. 
You are on right. 120. I scored five points. I am on 111. And I'm creeping ever closer to you at the top of the predictions league. I think it's like about the first week in months that you've done better than me. So It's been a double header enough. as well, though, so that hurts. That hurts twice as bad. Mm, you proved your metal in the international arena, mm. but now it's back to the meat and drink of the Premier League, mm. an arena in which I have proved to be <laughs> infallible over the last three or four months. So well, we'll, we'll, uh, let's, we a, let's get down to business. We'll see, because I'm brimming with confidence, to be quite honest. I think I've, I've, I'm in the groove, if you like. All right, here we go. Um, first up, Burnley versus Wolves. Would you like to go first? Burnley Wolves is go well. Wolves, of course, have got the cup semi final on their minds at the moment, and sometimes that can lead to a dip in form. Mm. Uh, but I'm going to call it one all. One all. All right. Um, Burnley are in a bit of a spiral, I think, and I think Wolves are going to win that two one. There we are. Um, next up, Manchester United versus Watford. Mm, this won't be easy for United. Go on, you go first. Right. Um, no, you're right. I don't think it'll be easy for them, but I think they'll win it 2-1. 2-1. Um, I was going <clears> to <throat> say 2-1 as well. Mm. Yeah, fuck it. I'm going to say 2-1 as oh, well. There it is. Well... That's fine for me, mate. If we draw every week between now, I could literally mirror your scores yeah. between now and yeah. the end season. I've won the league. You could do. And you'd be regarded far and wide as a cunt for doing it. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not doing it, but just know that if I wanted, I could claim the trophy right now. But I won't because I'm a better and bigger man you've, than that. By saying that, you've you've written off results spot. Fuck him. So He's finished, mate. His fucking head's gone. His head's gone months ago. Oh. It all got too much for him. He hit the top too early. This is very... He got on the iron filings. He's, he's, as I understand it, his marriage is, well, over. Mm. I mean, he's still holding out hope, but apparently there's no way she's going back to him after the shit that he's pulled. And he is now living <clears> in a, you know, he bought he bought a mock Tudor mansion yeah. out in Surrey. Yeah. Right, used to belong to Bobby Davro apparently. Right, um, it was fucking all decked out in a in a sort of a Roman style. Yeah, that's what he liked, and that's gone. She's living in that. Apparently, she's got a Pilates trainer who's spending a lot of time around there. He's in a fucking bedsit, a bedsit, mate, in Leatherhead. I've heard as well. Right? I've heard as well. He's been texting the uh, random fixture generator, the the pink yeah. gelatinous blob. Well, you'd know she lives with night. you. That's, that's yeah. what she tells what, me he's anyway. sending her pictures of his metal cock and all that, is it? Yeah, he? probably. All right, next one. Brighton versus Southampton. Uh, Brighton, Southampton, South Coast derby, um, but not really because they're quite far apart. Uh, I'm going to give this one to Brighton 2-1. 2-1 to Brighton. I'm going to see a 1-1. Next up, West Ham versus Everton. Saturday tea time. Shall I go first on this one? Yeah, you go first. Um, I think you're going to enjoy this one to the tune of 3 0. Wow. Mm. I'm going 3 1 for this. Nope. I think we've, we've beaten them 3 1 both our last encounters right. with them. And so I'm thinking so that's that, 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 yeah, yeah. Probability says that'll definitely happen again then. Um, yeah. Sunday, Liverpool versus Tottenham. Big one this for Liverpool. 
must win. Yeah. I think they will win it. Mm-hmm. I think they'll win it 2-0. Oh, that's what I was going to say as well. So with that in mind, I can't really say that because... You can't. I need to get the points back. You can't afford to draw. You've put the ball back in my court there. I'm going to go 3-1 Liverpool. Tough at the top. Tough when you start to taste success, isn't it, Andy? Welcome to my world. 3-1. 3-1 Liverpool. And we've got a bonus fixture. A sixth fixture. Uh, It's the Checker Trade Trophy final. Portsmouth versus Ah, Sunderland. Okay. Oh, I can see this being a fucking amazing game. (laughs) I think it's going to be Portsmouth 2, Sunderland 3. Fucking hell. Now, I, I, yeah. I did a prediction for this on the on the podcast that I do with my son, which is called Beans on Toast, yeah. if you want to check it out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we do predictions there as well. And I said 3-0 to Sunderland. You do predictions with someone else? Yeah, I do. It's like extra practice. Know, you, kept that, you kept that quiet. I'll tell you what, results spot appears on there as well sometimes. Are you serious? No. Nope. Yes. I want a cup of Beans on Toast. <laughs> You'll get what's coming to you, pal. Don't worry. Right. I, said- <laughs> I want in. Yeah, you can come on as a guest. Tell your son, I want in. You can come on as a guest sometime. Um, Uncle Sam, I want to be known as Uncle oh, Sam. Jesus. Just tell him that. Well, I'm called Andy Toast. Right. I'm, I'm Andy Toast on it, and he's DJ Beans. Well, tell so him he... that my character will be Unky Sam. All right, then, fine. I'll tell him. No, I said 3-0 to Sunderland, and he said 2-1 to Sunderland, and I thought about it, and I realised that my prediction was the excitable, childish prediction, and his was probably yeah. more realistic. So and what about mine? Mine's like the retarded. Uh, fucking it's just fucking ridiculous. It's like a, it's like a fucking free hit for me. This. Um, so I'm going to say two one wow. Sunderland, and that's that's after ninety minutes. Okay. It's not well, after extra we wish time. Wish you or all anything. the best. So there we are. The predictions are now locked in. Uh, I've received a great email earlier in the week. Right. It's the title of it is "Stray Boys to Stray Men." <laughs> okay. Ready to hear yes. it? Dear Sam and Andy, just wanted to say I'm a big fan of the podcast. Yeah, whatever, mate. <laughs> it's got me through many miserable commutes. I've especially enjoyed the stray man stories. With this in mind, having repressed the memories for over 20 years, I found it fairly therapeutic to regale you with the story of how, entirely due to our own ineptitude, three school friends and I found ourselves stray for two nights in the summer of 1996. Ah, Andy, the summer of 96. Oh, yeah. Best time in human history to go stray, right? This is obviously what caught my eye about this email because it was set in the summer of 96. <laughs> uh, right. Fueled by the height of Britpop mania, we decided to celebrate finishing our GCSEs by going to the V96 Festival, mm. which that year was being held in Warrington for some reason. Jesus. Being 16 and inept, and this being pre-internet, our preparations involved just getting our mums to buy a festival ticket and, re- and a return on the National Express from South Wales, borrowing a second-hand tent and literally nothing else. <laughs> Good lads. That's the way you should approach these things. Yeah. The festival's on a Saturday, and after a long journey on the coach, we breezily headed to the festival site on the Friday evening to find that it was, in fact, in a park right in the middle of town with zero camping facilities. <laughs> uh, they just assumed that, that yeah, we'll just rock up, probably camp there for the weekend. With the evening closing in and a completely familiar, unfamiliar town miles from home, we came to the terrible realisation that we'd made a pretty serious schoolboy error and were now officially stray. <laughs> After what seemed like hours of aimlessly wandering the streets in the late evening gloom trying to find a suitable place to pitch a tent in the middle of town, 
we were finally approached by a random young couple. Oh, alarm aye, bells. Aye. Who, seeing that we were clearly in deep shit and well out of our depth, <laughs> offered to let us kip on their living room oh. floor for £20 each. What? Which was about two thirds of my money for the weekend. All right, lads. You seem like you're in a spot of bother. <laughs> we are. We came to a festival by mistake. We got a once in a lifetime <laughs> offer for you. Uh, you want to kip on ourselves? Huh? Oh, I suppose so. <laughs> yeah, all right. 20 quid each. Fucking hell. After a quick realisation that we had no other feasible options, we managed to quell the terror of being robbed and or molested in the house of complete strangers and agreed to the plan, bedded down for the night. We were saved, Mm. temporarily at least. Turns out, thank Christ, they were pretty sound, and so after an uncomfortable but otherwise uneventful night, we headed off to the festival in the morning, leaving our stuff there. After a day of... Actually, I'm getting a bit... I don't know about you, I'm getting a bit... um, pissed off with this email because it's quite long what, so what, I'm going to speed it what up what I would have done in their situation yeah. I would have nicked some of their stuff and fucked off with it yeah. as, as a retort Definitely. to being charged I'd have nicked 20 quid's worth of stuff yeah, from the just cupboard just exactly 20 like, quid's worth or easier because I wouldn't want to be carrying around stuff what I would have done is eaten 20 quid's worth of food from their cupboards fucking hell that's a big ask I'd have straight away got their frosties and just fucking emptied the whole box into my mouth. Yeah. Dry. No milk, nothing like that. Um, and then I would get set on all of their spreads, which I may have eaten like a bear directly from the jar. Right. If they're the kind of people Tw- charging 20 quid to sleep on the floor, do you think their fridge and larder is going to be well stocked? Well, good point, mm. actually. That's a bit worrying. That's why I'm saying... There might be like things like tinned food and stuff. Maybe I'd just get stuck into that. Just take some DVDs and leg it. Yeah, I'd get their Star Wars figures out and just start playing with them, but yeah. 20 quid's worth of playing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Really fucking going for it. Anyway, <laughs> after a usual day of pogoing, spending our shit on overpriced burgers and lukewarm virgin cola. Christ, remember that? Fuck. We were out of cash. It was clear that a repeat of the previous night wasn't feasible, so having retrieved our bags from our hosts, we found a park and decided to stay awake all night and wait it out until the bus station opened. Thankfully, it was a warm night, no rain. As night fell, unnecessarily fearing for our well-being, we spotted a few figures in the distance. Assuming that they were equally stray festival-goers, and after deciding safety in numbers was the best policy, the ballsiest of my mates volunteered to go over with the pre-prepared line, excuse me, do you mind if we join you? After about 45 seconds or so, he ran back yelling that he'd just seen three men having sex! (laughs) Yeah, yep. We decided to take shelter in what I now understand was clearly a local cottaging area. <laughs> now, which, which, when if you were away from home with no money, lost at sixteen, it would be probably a bit traumatizing. Yeah. Now, with the added terror, I mean, I've got nothing against cottages, but I wouldn't want to be a sixteen-year-old hanging around near any public sex party. No, it's not right. Now, with the added terror of getting bummed alongside being murdered, we spent around six hours cowering wide awake in a flower bed and on hyper-paranoid alert for any approaching noises, like something out of a Vietnam War film, until the sun came up. The only temporary respite was offered by my mate Tom doing a... Oh, fucking hell, I've cut a bit off. It's getting a bit boring now. <laughs> Looking back more than 20 years later, I honestly can't believe that we managed to get ourselves into that situation. But the maddest thought of all in hindsight is that all the four of us were 100% sober for the entire time. Well, that's fucking pointless. Jesus Christ. That's terrible. Why did you go? 
I'd like to say this experience was like some kind of stand-by-me-style bonding affair which turned us from stray boys to stray men over the course of a fateful weekend. But that would be bollocks. I'm not sure we ever even talked about it again in any depth after we returned home and basically learned nothing whatsoever from the experience. In fact, excuse me, do you mind if we join you, mate? And I spent a night stray at London Victoria Station within a bit over a year of this, having missed the last tube after a gig. At least we were a bit pissed that time, though. Yeah, they fucked up there. First of and all... It, the, the, at the end, he says... At, I hope I haven't wasted three minutes of your life. And this one makes the cut. It did make the cut, but I was remiss by not checking this first. I got I got duped in when you mentioned the summer of 96. You did, didn't you? And V96. I thought it sounded funny. You... Actually, it's not that good. But you do sign your email, kind regards, Malcolm Incognito, which is funny. I mean, they didn't nick anything from that house and they didn't get pissed up. No. So... And they went, they went, they went to a festival. So that you know, they were living the festival lifestyle anyway. So it's not really straight. I've got one here, a quick one, um, from Ryan yeah. Lewis, and it's it's a man who became addicted to stray manning almost. And he says, when I was twenty one, I moved to Australia with my girlfriend and her family. The town we moved to was a fishing village, about an hour's drive south of Sydney, close to beaches, cliffs, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. After a month, it was discovered the family and myself could not get on, despite my girlfriend trying her best to make it work. And I found myself spending as much time away from the house as I could. This is when I found the beach. I was spending more and more time at the secluded beach that was deep into the bush. During the evening, a group of old boys would come to the beach to fish and have a bonfire. I befriended these men, and they showed me how to fish and prepare the fish to eat on the fire. Things took a turn when my girlfriend's family got the hump, since I would only appear back at the house to wash and change my clothes or to steal food when I was sick of fish. (laughs) 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 After three weeks of this stray man act, I was banned from the house and dumped by my girlfriend of two years. I rented a room off one of the locals, but still spent almost every day and night on the beach, depressed and homesick. Being pinched by rock crabs and chased into the sea by angry wild pigs did not persuade me from the spot until one day when my ex's 12-year-old brother and his mate showed up one evening and stole my fishing line. Feeling a bit of a wanker, I left the beach and moved to the city. After, after I'd settled, I tried over and over again to get my girlfriend back, but after two months had passed, I was informed by mutual friends she had met another man. Everyone told me he was a very nice guy and loved by everyone in the town, but in my head, he was a woman-beating drug pusher. This is where the hero <laughs> fantasy kicks in. We switch yeah. from stray man to hero fantasy. And Ryan yeah. says, I would often daydream that I would go back to the town and save my ex from her horrific ordeal by challenging him to a fight to protect her from oh. his ways. As we yeah. fought, we would both tumble off the cliffs that were close to the beach in a Sherlock versus Moriarty style. Only his body would ever be recovered, leaving my ex to visit my beach every day at sunset forever, wondering what became of me. In reality, I soon ran out of money and left for home. There we go. Fucking hell, that is, that is pretty bleak. That's a pretty bleak hero fantasy. The, the stray um, manning's pretty you, good, though, on the beach, eating fish yeah, with the old fellas. solid stray manning. Yeah. The weird, the fantasy at the end, whereby we, we, even you are unaware. It's, it's, it's ambiguous as to whether or not you're alive or dead. I don't like He's it. He's trying to create some kind of interest for a sequel. The sequel that'll never happen. This, this is it! Um, Before we go, yeah, go quick news without yeah. news. Yeah. Here we go. Uh, Naked Russian man tries to board plane claiming to be more aerodynamic. Mm, Naked Russian man. Oh, I see. Uh, Nah, seven. Okay. Woman arrested after 700 rats found at 96-year-old father's house. (laughs) Nine. Mm, You want to see 700 rats, don't you? And a 96-year-old father. 
Um, yeah. Nice contrast that. Finally, Hawaii man ordered not to drink Pepsi for four years after stealing car. <laughs> I'm curious. Nine. Oh, I'd give that a ten because I need to know why. Never mind. Yeah. Why? What? What? How are the two things connected? Just before we leave, I have got um, a news without news of my own. Okay. That someone sent me earlier this morning. It reads simply: Trapeze artist with diarrhea shits on twenty-three people. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. And fugitive Britain. This is one of the things that I wanted to call an emergency podcast about, but I guess this is it. Right. Fugitive Britain, fifty-seven, arrested after fleeing Australia on jet ski armed with crossbow. Whoa. Ten. It's not bad, eh? Ten. And finally. Uh, not on News Without News, but just uh, my favourite fun fact of the week was tweeted to me by Alex Morgan and to you. Uh, best footballer name of all time is the name of the current Italian striker, Kevin Lasagna. Wow. Yeah, I'm into that. Kevin Lasagna. Perfect. It would be like if we had a striker called Gianluca Shepherd's Pie. <laughs> my uh, fun fact I was going to mention when we were talking about the Andorra Mountains earlier in the week. I read this oh, thing yeah. the other day whereby, because of global warming, the ice on the top mm. of Mount Everest is slowly beginning to thaw. And right. body parts of people that have perished on Everest <gasps> are starting to emerge. Fuck off. Think about that. That is horrible. So you can go up there. Imagine if you're like hiking yeah. somewhere near the base camp of Mount Everest, yeah. which you and I may be doing at any point. You Who know, knows? something we've discussed going on an alpine walking Retreat. holiday together. And and doing our podcast from there, right? And suddenly, some fucker's arm just fucking rolls down and b- b- yeah. bounces off your head. Yeah, that's happening. It's a thing. So there we are. Dwell on Absolutely that. Absolutely horrible. Yeah, we'll leave you with that, cunters. Yeah, enjoy your weekend. We'll be back probably yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, enjoy the cup final, uh, Andy. Thanks, mate. And to everyone else, man, woman, child, or animal. Portsmouth fan, Sunderland fan, or anything in between. Remember, keep it cunty. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash Upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.